Welcome or welcome back, y'all, to another season of UARC. We are so glad to start another season of New Topics. We hope you guys enjoyed the last season just as much as we did. It's your host, Summer. And Zit. Coming to you, Ron Direct, talking about some hard topics that UARC students face. So let's go ahead and dive in. We're going to be talking about mental health and how that impacts the students here on campus. And so our guest today is going to be Ryan Hara, and I'll let him go ahead and introduce himself. Um, yeah, so my name is Ryan. I'm currently serving as the president of CAPS Ambassadors. Um, I worked to found this group three years ago with the help of some amazing clinicians at CAPS. And since then, I've really been kind of working and dedicating myself towards trying to address the mental health concerns that our community faces. Okay, where are you from? Like, what's your major? Yeah, Stuff like that. I'm from uh, Kansas City, Kansas, a suburb called Olathe. So not too far, but far enough to kind of like, you know, be out of state. Mm -hmm. um, and then my major is psychology with a minor in political science. And okay. then I'm a senior, so I'll be graduating this semester. Okay. Hopefully. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So can you ask us, uh, can you ask us, <laughs> can I ask you, uh, what like kind of inspired you to, um, you know, start this CAPS ambassador program? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I'd say growing up, I was always very um, vocal. I talked a lot, um, could never be quiet. And they kind of always said like, oh, you should become a lawyer, you know, because that's what kids who talk a lot should do. <laughs> um, or who like to argue. Yeah, yeah, like to argue, so argumentative. <laughs> um, big talker, exactly. Um, but then as a senior in high school, I realized that, like, I'm not really sure if I want to be a lawyer. I'd kind of like to try to use um, my ability to speak and like public speak and engage with people in a different way and that's what led me to looking at mental health specifically public mental health and then freshman year I kind of did the thing that I think all freshmen do where they bounce around try to find a group they want to be involved in and I realized that what I thought UARC was missing was like a really dedicated student-led student-based mental health organization um, so I started to start one up and then at the same time CAPS and the clinicians there were starting one up and I met with them and we decided to just combine it and um, it became this uh, great organization that I now get to be part of that I really enjoy. Okay, that's super convenient. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how has like CAPS grown over the three years from when she started to now as you're a senior? Yeah, so um, I'd say something that I really enjoy seeing CAPS grow in is diversity of resources, both in type and in reach. I mean, that's what CAPS has really been pushing. So we went from just sort of having uh, you know, some sort of in-person events like Let's Talks and walk-in things, and then obviously therapy that you can sign up for. So now we have virtual videos, an Instagram page, uh, tons of different events, groups, workshops, classes. We have all these things we're trying to expand our resources in to try to reach more and more people. Um, so I'd say that's been the biggest point of growth. And then the second point of growth uh, that I think has been really helpful is changing its image. Because before CAPS Ambassadors and just, I think, before these last three years with things like COVID, CAPS is really separated from the student body. Uh, we didn't really, like, have a lot of interaction with the student community in general. A lot of students didn't know about CAPS, were kind of afraid to come to it, didn't really know how to address mental health at all. And then, um, thanks to the work of some of the student ambassadors and the work of the clinicians who are, like, you know, out there on Instagram, on YouTube, connecting with the students. And then also, quote-unquote, thanks to um, the way COVID kind of put mental health at the forefront of a lot of students' experiences, CAPS is now something that I think is a lot more approachable to students. And mental health in general is something that's being talked about a lot more on this campus because so many more people are experiencing it. And I think CAPS has done a great job in responding to that. And I've loved to see that. Mm -hmm. So could you like discuss like what all CAPS entails? Like how, <clears throat> gosh, how you help the students or like what, what are the things? What the process is like? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so CAP stands for Counseling and Psychological Services, um, so we try to encompass all of that. The most standard way to access CAPS is to call it at 479-575-5276. When you call that number, what happens is you'll be set up with um, an initial consult meeting. And uh, this can really be a very intimidating step for a lot of people, so it's something I love to talk about because it's really just a 20-minute meeting. Um, you talk with a clinician, they go through, you know, what might be going on with you. They ask you some questions, um, either clinician or other staff member, um, and they'll, what they'll do is they'll sort you to the right resource that matches what you need. And that resource can be anything. A lot of people think it's just therapy, you know, and that's really intimidating, but that's not necessarily what you have to start with. That's not even necessarily what you have to get to. There are groups, uh, which are, you know, a group of students that come together to talk about a common interest or a common issue, or it could be an interest, um, issue that's going on that's led by a clinician to sort of help facilitate that discussion. There's workshops, which are more kind of class-based, so a clinician will lead a discussion on like how to deal with anxiety or how to prioritize self-care or something like that. Then there's also sort of um, more stagnant resources that you work through at your own pace, so like workbooks, videos, um, webinars that you can go through to try to learn about like what you might be dealing with. Uh, or then of course there's one-on-one -on -one counseling and then there's also being recommended out to the community. So all those resources um, are accessed through CAPS in general and then through that initial consult because it can be really intimidating to pick a resource because you know we now offer so many so we have this great system that sets up uh, to try to help people find the resource that fits for them and works best. And then outside of that of course um, CAPS has a presence just passively that you can engage with all the time. We have a program called Let's Talks where there are um, clinicians and staff members um, out in the union uh, sitting, just waiting if you want to come up and talk to them for a few minutes about an issue you're dealing with. And they might give you some advice there, they might talk you through it right there, or they might recommend, hey, it's probably better for you to come in for an initial consult. Yeah, that's how CAPS kind of usually um, connects students with resources and processes them through either a resource at CAPS or a resource in the broader community, because Fayetteville does have a pretty good amount of therapists and clinicians. Is that the less talk like? Is that every day in the union or on certain days? Um, it is on certain days. I don't know if I know it off the top of my head, okay, unfortunately. I was like, like it's every day. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's not every day. Okay, okay. So it's like scheduled and mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm, like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Uh, like as an ambassador, like how do you hope that CAPS like affects or impacts the student body? Yeah. Um, so I'd say there's kind of two sides to that answer. One is if we're talking about a portion of the student body that uh, is experiencing a mental health issue, I obviously really hope that CAPS is a place that they feel welcome at, that they feel like they can go and get resources. Because um, obviously, you know, it's not as if things can just magically be fixed easily, but it's a lot easier when you're not alone. So I hope CAPS represents a group of people very dedicated to caring and providing for. And then, if we're talking about portions of the student body that are more general, that aren't necessarily experiencing a mental health issue at the time, I really hope um, they get to experience like sort of mental wellness and a caring, more conscious community. If they begin to start feeling stressed, if they begin to start going through mental health issues and feel comfortable with that and uh, supported and empowered in knowing what to do. Um, if a friend, a loved one or themselves begins to feel that way, because I think one of the biggest um, hurdles that especially college students have to get over, because this is like, the age of onset for a lot of these like you know clinical mental health issues mm -hmm. is the fear that comes from starting one because you know it comes up all of a sudden you go from being a chipper student to starting to have to like you know deal with these things these like serious issues and that can be really scary um so something that i love to see is caps not just helping those who are struggling but educating the entire community and really working to make sure everyone feels comfortable with that so that way we can remove that element of fear and that element of sort of 
anxiety towards mental illness uh, so that way it can be resolved faster and talked about a lot easier. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I feel like there's still like a lot of stigma around a lot of mm -hmm. it because yeah. um, personally, like I've been like super anxious and like kind of depressed my whole life. And so it wasn't something that before was like super at the forefront of my life until like I got to college and I was like, uh oh, um, I'm becoming too acquainted with these two friends of mine. <laughs> and, yeah. and so I, I like started going to a psychologist and started going to a therapist and it just, it started feeling like really, um, even myself, I had stigma against myself because I was like, girl, you are 20 years old. Why do you need to be on an antipsychotic? And then like feeling like I, uh, not like I have to tell people, but like, you know, the people who care about me, they're like, oh, like what's happening? Or like, what, uh, what's like the whole, what's your whole deal, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, uh, or like, oh, why is your alarm going off? Cause I have to like go take pills. And they're like, they're like, why is your alarm going off? And I'm like, I have to take a lot of medicine to be stable. And they're like, and I'm just like, that makes me sound crazy because like growing up like people are you know they say things like dang girl did you not take your medicine this morning and right. i'm like no me actually i did yeah, really it's actually a really good point you to go do that yeah, yeah. and yeah. so um like for me it just felt really weird because i'm like i'm a 20 year old who's having to take medicine for anxiety for depression for like i have to take an antipsychotic and i have to like do so many things and i have to go to therapy once a month to like mm. just be like other people and it's not something that like I really, sometimes it's difficult to see because I don't see a lot of my peers like having to do a lot of that. Mm, yeah. So I think like having the ability to, you know, be able to tell people who are experiencing the same things, I'm like, you should go see CAPS. Like yeah. even if it's like not like a big thing, it's like, oh, I haven't been feeling well. I've like been feeling like really upset about things. And I'm like, well, you should go like, even like you said, just an initial like, counseling or like initial like 20 minute talk like that i'm sure that would help like a right. lot of people to like figure out what they need to do from there yeah, absolutely yeah i mean that's 100 correct and it may be like depressed themselves and they just don't know it because like i mean i didn't know it for a long time well i mean until i got to college i was like depression looks different within everybody like you you're going through depression but that's you're going through how you're going through. Mm -hmm. But then somebody else may, they be going through it as well, but there's like some like totally different. And so like, you're not even depressed. You don't act depressed. What yeah. type of comment is yeah. that? Like, you can't say that to somebody. Exactly. Like, yeah, they like to lay in bed all day because they just don't even have the motivation to do anything. But that looks totally different from you just wanting to, well, not you, but you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, somebody yeah. else just wanted to, let's say, I don't know, cry all day. Like, mm -hmm. it looks different. Anxiety looks different from everyone. I think that, like, kind of pushes people to be like, am I really going through something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do I even talk about? Yeah. But I mean, I guess it just goes with taking that first step to even do the initial contact with CAPS. Yeah, that's those are both um, really big barriers, both um, it being invisible, like you don't really see everyone else going through it, and then also comparing your experience to others, wondering, yeah. like, am I depressed enough? Am I dealing with enough? Or like, you know, um, the classic is like, oh, well, there are like, you know, kids who have it way worse than me, or adults that have it way worse than me. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a 20 year old going to college, you know, I shouldn't be experiencing these things yet. Um, but, you know, you just, you can't make those comparisons because you never know right. how something's affecting somebody. And at all levels, we recommend you know, reaching out um, right. regardless. Because if you don't, it's it's likely to get worse. And if you wait till then, that's just not going to be a good experience for you at all. You know, mm -hmm. avoid that. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I definitely uh, feel that after, like, myself, like, getting help and stuff like that, whenever people talk to me, 
uh, I like immediately refer them to cabs because I'm like, a lot of people don't know that it's even like free. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they're like, oh, well, like I can't pay for a therapist or like I can't pay for a psychologist or like anything or like a screening for anything. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, you should, you know, talk to cabs. And they're like, like I just said, I can't afford any of it. I'm like, no, it's like a free service right. offered by the of university. Yeah. yeah. So. Pay through free tuition. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's, um, I feel like it's helped a lot that a mm -hmm. lot of the different, uh, di like, colleges on campus, like, are, you know, have like posters up or like flyers up mm -hmm. and they're like oh like call caps or something but I do feel like yeah. you know not enough people also know like everything that they need to know about it or like mm -hmm. as informed as they should be to be able to like fully partake in everything that they that like is offered to them yeah yeah and like what is like one of like the one things that you want people to know about caps I mean I'd say if there's one thing that I'd really like more people to know about caps it's that um I kind of mentioned it earlier, but it's not just um, therapy. Like, mm -hmm. it's not just one-on-one -on -one therapy that you pay for. Because that can be intimidating, scary, it's a big start. Two, it can be expensive if you need it. But yeah. I want people to know that there are so many other resources out there that meet them at the level they're comfortable with mm -hmm. and the level that they're capable of doing. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time for blank. You know, I can't do that. I, I don't know if I'm, like, ill enough. Um, and there are so many other resources that CAPS offers and so much more that it does that can help get you there. But with the caveat that um, don't think that you somehow aren't um, like you know, suffering enough for therapy or suffering enough for resources, because mm -hmm. um, that's, that's not the case. I mean, uh, I've had the privilege of working with a lot of clinicians and that's not something that comes up. It's not like, oh, these kids just aren't sad enough. You know, it's yeah. not, never yeah. been an issue. It's never been an issue like, oh, we're so tired of getting people that show up that like don't really need help. That's, yeah. That doesn't happen. Um, everybody could use help if you think you need help, um, then it, it's great to get it, to ask for it and accept it, because it can, it can make a huge difference at whatever level you're suffering at. So no matter how small you think it is, CAPS can help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like really important, especially since a lot of students here at the university come from so many different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, it could be scary for them, like, because their parents don't really um, advocate for mental health or because like where they grew up, it just wasn't something that like you see very often. Mm -hmm. So it's just nice to know that like, um, even if you can't commit to like, oh, I need, or like, even if you don't need therapy, it's mm -hmm. just like, oh, I can go get these other resources and I can fix my issue without yeah. having to like jump through like 30 hoops, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Um, no matter what you decide, uh, I think the worst decision is just to, you know, quote unquote, deal with it. Just mm -hmm. be like, ah, you know, I'll see if it goes away on its own. Yeah, yeah. like the, it is what it is. It is <laughs> what it is. Yeah, never. <laughs> never really a super effective uh, treatment. It is yeah. what it is, doesn't usually work. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's something that CAPS Ambassadors tries to address a lot is reaching out to um, different sects of the UR community. Cause obviously like, you know, we're made up of a lot of different groups. Mm -hmm. There's like international students, GROTC, Greek life, students on campus, students off campus. There's like transfer students who are non-traditional. And all these students, um, you know, have different levels of access to CAPS and access to the information about CAPS. Cause before most of CAPS sort of information came from like the freshman year orientation and probably what your RA told you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but for like international students that might transfer in, they don't necessarily have a freshman year orientation or just uh, students who live off campus for all four years. Again, they don't necessarily get that huge exposure, but CAP still wants to be able to help them. Um, so a huge part of like what we do is try to find ways to access those groups that might have sort of fallen through 
um, the net of you know making sure that everyone knows that we're here, that we have these services, and that it's okay mm-hmm. to uh, reach out. No, I definitely feel like it has gotten like more prevalent like the more years that I've been here. Because like you yeah. said, at first it was just like orientation and you talk to your RA about it. But now it's just like all of my friends, if I'm like, oh, I have an issue. Or if like even to each other, we're like, you should go see CAPS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the word caps like every week now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think that's great. Um, I I feel like it, it just always takes a, like a little bit more talking down to like the mm-hmm. men in my friend groups. I'm oh, like, yeah. you should go see caps, and they're like, I don't want to talk to somebody about my issues yeah. who don't care about me, and I'm like, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, listen, you may be a man, but you don't want to be like. You can be a good man. Like, just be a happy There's man. There's nothing manly about being alone. Yeah. yeah. Or sad. And or sad, yeah. Or anxious for forever. Yeah. Like, come on. Get some help, man. Something. Yeah. So, <laughs> you still be happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I life. agree. I agree. Yeah. And, like, to piggyback, like, off of that, what do you think that a lot of students here on campus struggle with? Um, I think the biggest two are probably going to be, um, like, depression and anxiety. But I think those are kind of mostly situated in the college experience, right? So uh, it's the first time that we, as like college students, if you're a freshman, yeah. um, have moved out of the town that you, uh, you know, spend a lot of your time in. So that means you're probably going to be farther away from your family, most likely, and you're probably going to be farther away from your friends. Um, and if nothing else, it's still just a whole new environment. So you have all these new people around you, um, all these new expectations, because there's a lot of pressure in college. You know, you got to like plan out the rest of your quote-unquote career and like you have all these grades these like new intense classes I mean that can be a lot and then on top of that I think the last three years um, we've been dealing a lot with uh, COVID mm-hmm. which I obviously you know is anxiety inducing because it's you know a, a big scary pandemic right. but more than just that it's very isolating because like uh, you know we're very social people and a lot of the ways that we get through stress uh, especially in colleges by like you know making friends by reaching right. out by like going to coffee shops, to, to bars, to hang out, like, you know, different clubs and organizations. But suddenly, all those things you couldn't meet at. So you were, not only were you stressed with this college stuff, but you couldn't necessarily go and rely on your friends the way that everyone normally did. Yeah. Um, and I think that caused a lot of feelings of loneliness, which are already an issue in college, and that makes people very scared. Um, and that can express itself, just like you said, through things like, you know, depression. It can make you, like, not uh, want to go out and do things that can make you feel like have really little self-esteem or anxiety can make you really like worried you're like whoa why don't i see more people why am i alone am i going to be alone for this whole time and of course you know um the answer to the questions are like no and with help you know it can get better but uh, in the moment it can be very scary or very um disheartening and right. defeating i couldn't even imagine being a freshman coming to college like i mean mm-hmm. well that was dumb we were, <laughs> we're a freshman coming yeah. to college yeah. but <laughs> A freshman coming to college during COVID, like, yeah. that is, like, especially if you graduated 2020, like, you didn't have a graduation, you didn't have a prom, you didn't have nothing, then boom. So many experiences were just, like, taken just from you, so it just... Yeah, and it's like, I already hated coming, being a freshman without COVID, so it's like, right. I know y'all going through it with COVID, because we didn't do anything on campus, like, fall 2020, everything mm-hmm. was... Yeah. virtual besides like what sporting events yeah, I think so. and like a few little other things mm-hmm. but everything else is like hardcore online it's like how how do y'all make friends what mm-hmm. were y'all doing it's like to even think about maybe they were in their rooms yeah. just... and like freshman year you have to live in the dorms but it's exactly. just like you also couldn't have guests in, in the your... dorms mm-hmm. so it's just like oh so you're living in this place with this one other person but it's also very like 
still lonely because mm -hmm. you can't communicate with anyone outside of that and right. you aren't going to classes and you're just like getting out of bed sitting down and like mm -hmm. watching a lecture and then you get get up out of your you're and like go seat, back in the bed go right. back in the bed or like stuck you, in a little box yeah Literally. or you go get food but like as quickly as you can because covid is out there right so you want to yeah. rush back to your room yeah it's yeah. like i know it even sucks even more like if you come here and you have no friends at all exactly like that has to be yeah. me when i pulled up mm -hmm. like um Everyone was like, oh, so you're going to go to a college that you've never even toured. I never even toured this place. I showed up to the first day of class, and it was the first day of class. Wow. Like, okay. I was okay. like, like I had moved in, and I had, like, okay. walked around, but I was like, okay, we're doing it. All right, here we are. Yeah. Like, I was like, I've seen a few photos. I can't, I can't yeah. handle this. Okay, <laughs> the photos. Yeah, you got the gist of it. You got the idea. Yeah, I was like, I, I kind of, me, me and the U of A, I, we're like this, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can tell. You, you can tell. Go back. Yeah, but, like. Picked up a so if that would have been me, I would have been like, yeah. uh, I would have only spoken to my roommate. I would have only had my roommate mm -hmm. and like nothing else. Yeah. So right. I definitely can understand how that's like super isolating because like that may be someone else's experience. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I mean, thankfully it wasn't like mine for too long, but yeah, yeah. it's just like, yeah. Others, it's like, uh, yeah, it I can sucks. imagine what that does to your brain like, yeah. or what it does mm -hmm. to your feelings or Cause it's already so stressful. Yeah. Got this other, Cause like, I mean, my freshman year, I was super stressed moving in and we didn't even have a pandemic. You know, I just right. was meeting a bunch of new people starting classes. Um, and I can't even imagine going through that. Learning at, like a new way to live. Like you're completely yeah. responsible for yourself mm -hmm. and you have to study because like your parents aren't there to be like, oh, do your homework or, yeah. or like you have to be like, oh, I have to cut out time to eat because I ha I'm a person. I have to eat or like <laughs> I have to go to sleep at a reasonable time because again, right. I'm a person. Otherwise I won't be able to like continue functioning. Mm -hmm. right. Like just so many things that you are learning to do for the first time. Then you add a pandemic onto that and like, I feel like that just makes like your brain all scrambled. Yeah. So it's 100%. you're definitely gonna need some resources. And like if you don't, that's okay too. Like if you're perfectly healthy and you can handle that kind of stuff, I mean kudos to you. But like most people <laughs> probably can't. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice to know that like caps is an option. Mm -hmm. And like some people they try to be like, oh well that's life. You just have to go through with it. That's what being an adult is called. Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe that worked for you, but for some of these other students, that's not. It's not right. I mean, uh, and it doesn't have to be exactly that right. way. Like yeah, you don't have to have do to... everything alone. You can always exactly. like reach out to people, even if that's like not friends, because they're like not equipped to help you in the way that like a professional is. But... Right. It would be nice to have the community. Who who wouldn't want a community as you're stepping into college? You don't want to be start being an adult by yourself because who wants to be an adult? I think there's like um, a big stigma on like this idea that getting help or reaching out is a failure. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because like you said, I mean, well, that's life. That's like what you're supposed to do. That's um, what being an adult is. And that's not the case. I mean, right. living life is about being connected with people and trying to be happy. It's not about, you know, somehow putting on this front and appearing super strong or super put together all the time. That That's right. not living life. That, that's just lying. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> yeah. that's keeping yourself from living the life that you could live. Um, mm. And I think like the more we can start to chip away at that, the a lot easier it'll be for people to get those resources is because ultimately like getting help doesn't make you not an adult getting help right. doesn't make you um weak getting help doesn't make you anything it just means that you're taking responsibility right. and it's weird that we have such a huge separation between mental health and physical health because if like i broke my knee no one would be like why are you being such a child about it mm -hmm. if i like went to the doctor they'd be like yeah no go to the doctor that's insane you know um 
But if I'm, you know, having a mental health issue, I'm really struggling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I you know, go get help. I know there are some people who have that internal stigma who are like, oh, well, I would never do that. You know, like, I'm going to handle it on my own. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, there's absolutely no reason to think like that. I mean, there's absolutely no reason to put one in this weird basket where we need to be ashamed for getting help for it mm -hmm. um, and put the other in this sort of environment where it's like fine to get help for it. Because uh, whatever you're dealing with, if you're dealing with mental health issues, it's not your fault. It's just as much not your fault as it is to break your leg. It's not as if, like, you know, you are just, you just have weak legs, you know. It's not, it's not like you were born with breakable legs. You're just dealing with a lot. You're in a unique position. Everyone's position is different. And some people, you know, might um, be able to handle things and other people might not. And that's not a question of strength. It's just a question of experiences, you know. It's, it's unfair to say that someone who's grew up in a different environment with a completely different cultural background, socioeconomic background, um, struggles with certain things mm -hmm. more than somebody else. That's not them being weak. That's just them being different. Um, you know, because if you flip the script, I'm sure the quote-unquote person who's not struggling would struggle with different things than the other. Yeah. So, I mean, um, a lot of times I think people struggle internally. I know I did um, with creating that sort of like weird false equivalency of like, oh, you know, I'm not going to reach out, I'm not going to get help because I don't need it. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, other people have it worse. Um, I don't see other people struggling with this. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to be fine. Uh, but that, that's not the case. Even if other people aren't struggling with it, that doesn't invalidate what you're going through. Right. It doesn't make you weaker. Right. I feel like, you know, like the saying, what it, like comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it can be used in this context as well. Like when you're comparing what you're going through to somebody else, don't try to downgrade what you're going through because what you're Absolutely. going through is perfectly valid. Yeah, it's Who so valid. cares what Elmo is talking about? You're <laughs> literally going through what you're going through and you deserve to speak to somebody. You deserve to go to... Oh, I forgot the thing. Oh, the doggone thing. The yeah. initial assessment. Or something. Oh, like initial conflict. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you deserve to go through that. But just because you don't think it's as much of a big deal as somebody else, I mean, that means nothing. Because, I mean, the other person probably doesn't even know that you're going through something. So it's like, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Like, I definitely can identify with, like, the failure of it. Because, like... Mm -hmm. Most of the people here, like, worked really hard to be here, worked really hard to get into college. And so, like, be, be not being able to perform the same way that you used to whenever you had more time, first of all, when you had, like, your parents feeding you and you didn't have to worry about, like, oh, what time I'm going to bed, what time I'm getting fed and all that. Like, uh, it definitely can feel like a, you could start feeling like a failure. Like, you're like, I'm not performing as well as I used to. I, um... Not only that, but I'm also like getting more tired than I used to be. I'm not taking care of my body the way that I used to because like a lot of people played sports in high school and stuff like that. So you can like start feeling like, oh, I'm doing this to myself. Cause like for me, that was one of my biggest struggles. I was like, I um, like when I, I'm like, I have to fix this because I did this to myself and it's my fault. I did this to myself. So it's, it starts to feel like, oh, I have to do this by myself because I did this. Yeah. No one else did this to me. I did this to me. And so it's just like, uh, you start like, I don't know. It just, it, you do really start feeling like a failure. And it's, I'm, sh I'm sure something that a lot of people like can compare them, like can also identify with because like, it's not just that you like, it's not that you're a failure. It's just a completely different thing than before. Cause mm -hmm. You could have had all A's in high school and now you're like in college and it's like, oh, I didn't go to the same kind of high schools that these people went to. I didn't go, I didn't get the same, like, 
ideal like six in the like top six in the state yeah. school like mm -hmm. and so you could start to yeah feel like you're failing and if you reach out then it makes you even more of a failure because it's right. just like oh i needed help when other people didn't mm -hmm. so yeah. i think there's like a huge misconception around like just failure in general that like we i guess you could say picked up on as we were younger because of course we think when we fail we think like we're losers or something like that. We're really losers or something. Like, we really just took the biggest L of life when a failure can simply be, like, a lesson for us to learn or yeah. a way for mm -hmm. us to come back and learn from um, a mistake or, like, just learn from past experience and how we can continue to grow from them. It's, uh, I don't want to say, like, taking it to heart because I would take a failure to heart. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, in the sense of that, Yes, you may think that you failed, but that doesn't mean that you're less than a person of who you were before you did the... Does that mean... Gosh, just because you failed, it doesn't mean that you're less of a person than you were before you did the act to think that you failed. Man, yeah. look, you're not a failure is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and reaching out, like, doesn't... Yeah doesn't like do anything yeah and, like you said it's a lesson learned yeah people could tell you like how to help yourself mm -hmm. then you just leveled up instead of lost okay. you know <laughs> like, you deserve your roses you just took a, a big step that a lot of people are scared to take like you mm -hmm. didn't fail in my eyes you just like you won right now like, you're winning you're on top and even if you're scared i mean you could be scared and go through the whole process still it's just like yeah. you don't have to be super mm -hmm. comfortable all the yeah. time it's right. just Sometimes you gotta be like, it, it has to be done. It must yeah. be done. Baby steps. Gotta do it. Yeah. Gotta do it. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> but all right, y'all, y'all heard it here first. We wanna thank Ryan so much for being here and sharing his experiences and the things that go on here on campus. Um, we just wanna make sure that you guys understand what CAPS is and we really do want you guys to reach out to CAPS, um, visit them, call them. You wanna say the number one more yeah. time? Yeah, uh, 479-575-5276. Look at that, from memory. It's also on the <laughs> back of your student IDs. Oh, okay, Boom. look at that. Even better. Is it like a number you can call like after five? Like any time? Uh, so CAPS has 24-7, 365 uh, mental health emergency services. Okay. And then the hours are from eight to five. So if you call outside of eight to five, someone will pick up the phone and help you know guide you through whatever you're dealing with if it's a crisis. And then from eight to five, they can work to schedule you get you all set up with a meeting between the hours of eight and five look at that someone will be there for you all right if you're going through it at 2 a.m call caps pick up that id all right y'all y'all heard it here first we want to thank ryan so much for being here and sharing these experiences that he has had and how much uh caps is here for every student here on campus um ryan you can go ahead and share that number one more time yeah 479-575-5276 it's also on the back of your student ids and that's 24 7 emergency services you can call it at any point and they'll uh, be there for you and help you get set up for the meeting awesome awesome so if you want to be a guest on our next show go ahead and follow us on instagram at york podcast and shoot us a dm or click the link in our bio catch us next time for another episode of season two bye <laughs> bye all